Did you know they outlawed round bales of hay? Yeah, it's because the cows weren't getting a square meal. Hey, oh, zinga! Welcome back. I'm your language arts teacher, basketball coach, and Quidditch club sponsor, J.G. Bonner. And this is Welcome Back Bonner, a podcast celebrating middle school. And believe me, there are plenty of good things. I'm super excited to start this podcast. It's been something that I've been dreaming about, thinking about for a while. Um, at the end of last school year, I was really fascinated with a couple of podcasts that I've been listening to and um, sharing with friends and uh, and I had this idea, and I read this book, and um, I was going to prep over the summer. Um, but if you know me, I'm a big dreamer and and not really great on follow-through. Like, I'm an idea guy, um, and I need other people to kind of push push things along. Um, and so uh, this is my attempt uh, in my 17th year of teaching um, high school, college, and uh, middle school for the past seven years to really highlight the good things that kids are doing. Um, I've got a lot of great 13-year-old uh, people in my life um, that I try to be a positive influence for, um, but, but I get a lot of good things from. Um, and if you're like me, remembering 13, um, it's not really a time that I ever really want to go back to. I tell kids, right, like, you don't have to be the person you think you are and even better, you don't have to be the person other people think you are um, when you're 13. Like we'll, We will grow out of this together. And we're all learning. Um, you know, I think back to the things that I remember from middle school, um, in seventh grade particularly. Uh, you know, I remember that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I remember these prepositional phrases, aboard, about, above, according to, across, and something about Davy Crockett in Tennessee state history. Um, but most of the other things are social. Um, how I treated people, how other people treated me, made me feel, um, those are things that stick with me. Um, and sometimes, you know, this period of middle school um, just seems to be this, this uh, black hole of a space. And I want to celebrate the good things that come out of it. You know, and I was talking with my cousin, who's also a teacher. Um, he'd been teaching middle school, and now he's teaching high school. And one of the things I said, you know, I think that, you know, middle school teachers are these, these forgotten people. Um, you know, kids love their elementary school teachers. You know, they, they, you know, they brought them into education while things were still fresh and new. And they remember loving some, some high school teachers because it made them think about education in a different way. And, and so oftentimes the narrative loses that middle school um, area. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just developmental or whatever, but, um, you know, it's a good space. Middle school kids, young people are really awesome. And I hope that in these episodes, um, you will get to learn some of the great things that kids are doing in school, out of school, um, and, and, and moving forward um, in life, pursuing great things, um, and just being really rad folks. Um, so... Um, that's, that's the journey I want to take you on. Um, each episode might be a little bit different, um, but for right now, I'm, I'm kind of focusing on things that kids are doing 
um, specifically for my class, my language arts class, um, and um, seeing how they perceive their own growth and their own space because we seek to answer three big questions. Who am I? What's my place in society? And what mark will I leave? And, and um, I think those are questions that we all ask, but it's specifically at this um, middle school age. Um, how important is it to have somebody come alongside you and encourage you in those spaces? Um, I'm not going to lie. It's difficult. Um, there are times that I feel like um, I get paid to not be listened to. Um, it's like it's my job. Um, but, uh, but boy, it's a really exciting um, space. And I hope that you see that too. In this first episode, I'm going to introduce you to my friend Ava. And we're going to talk about some of her writing and a challenge that she faced and what she came up with afterwards. Enjoy. All right, I am here with my friend Ava. Um, and Ava was super impressive. First, like the first week of school, um, I remember she came in for um, back to school night and she had this cool style about her. She seemed very, very with it. She wasn't going to play basketball at first. She was like strictly volleyball, but she ended up playing basketball and some other things. But Ava, um, can you introduce yourself and some things about you, um, what you're involved in at school here? Um, my name's Ava. Um, I do volleyball and I do basketball. Yeah, it's true about the basketball. I did not want to do it, but I ended up doing it anyway. It was really fun and the school is really cool. <laughs> nice. What, what are some of your favorite things about being at Fruita Middle School? One of my favorites is definitely, like, the people here. I mean, like, how they, like, teach stuff and, like, how, like, to make sure, like, you understand the subject. And, like, the, like, how comfortable you can be with people. Like, how you can feel this source of comfort without, like, feeling like you have to worry about anything. Um, and Ava, I know that at 12 and 13, sometimes it's hard to think big picture where you're going, but we all have dreams. Um, we are complete humans, but we're all in, in process. What are some dreams that you have for yourself? Um, some dreams I have for myself is becoming um, a firefighter or being in the military. Um, it's always been a dream because of my uncle and my family members because it's just been just a very good dream of mine. Uh, before we get into um, our work stuff that you're going to share, um, do you have one good thing that you could share with everybody? I have a game tonight, and I'm super scared, but I think we're going to beat them. <laughs> awesome. I'm pumped for you. Um, so this last unit that we did was narrative writing. Um, we started early on, well, before that, we were reading narratives and investigating characters. Um, and then our whole goal was like realistic characterization, right? Um, that was the big deal. Um, can you talk a little bit about your process, how you came to your ideas, um, who were some influential people, or maybe some lessons and things that you worked on to get to your final product? Um, the process was definitely one that I had to push myself through because I didn't want to really do anything at first. 
But then, like, some of the ideas came to mind, and Abby helped me with some ideas with, like, maybe, like, adding something that you've done before, but, like, in a different way. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So I would like to say Abby definitely helped me on this project. And I don't know, the story is just, like, it just made sense in my head. I was like, I planned it out in my head, but like the process of it was like, I had to keep on pushing myself towards writing more, though I wasn't doing it at home, that I needed to do it. All right, and I asked everybody to highlight some of their, their best parts of their stories, um, and you've got your selected, is that right? Okay, so if you tell us the title um, and kind of the, the big theme or big idea, um, of your story and maybe how your character changes or uh, things that you want us to feel, kind of like we did when we read it out loud. Okay, so the title of my story is Turn Away But Always Turn Back. Um, the big idea is to, like, be persistent. Like, no matter, like, the situation you're in or, like, what has happened, you always got to, like, look at the rainbow ahead and stuff. And... <laughs> Do I read it? <laughs> yeah, yeah read, read that portion. Read the portion that you, okay. you picked up. Okay. He shoots a three, and bam, he made it. The crowd goes well. Mo said being proud of me. I was so happy with basketball and being with my sister, my two favorite things. I want to do one more shot. I lay up before I get ready for my game, I said. I got ready for the shot. I was really far away, but I didn't think of anything of it. I ran up to the hoop, hearing swishing like medicine to my ears. Dribble, 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 step, step, stubby, step, semi, jump, and bam, the ball goes in. As I looked back to the hoop, not watching my landing, smack, that's all you could hear. I couldn't feel anything, but all I knew was the world went quiet. Mom, Dad, I don't know what happened to Leo. He was making a lay, layup, and, and I just needed to come home. That's all I could hear, Mo talking in a worried, rushed voice. I was so confused. It's not like anything hurt or seemed to be. What's, what's happening, I said, as I rubbed my eyes from some sort of tiredness. Like a day waking up with a coffee and pretending I can get through the whole day. I blinked as my eyes adjusted a little bit. My eyes narrowed down as well. All my eyes could focus on was Mo, my sister. She looked at me frightened, tapping her phone against her wrist like she was waiting for somebody anxiously. I woke up again. This time, Mom and Dad were here, too. I'm confused. Turn left, then keep turn, going straight. Hurry, my father said with fear. What's happening? I said as I felt my blinks getting slower. I woke up again with some sort of rush and pain. I didn't feel this before. My parents and sister tried talking to me, but I could see, but I could see there. <laughs> the room was silent. Well, it was for me. But as I looked around the room, I saw my foot in a boot, and a sudden slammed, sudden sound slammed my ears as almost scared me. Leo, Leo, my sister said, shaking my body. How? Basketball? The game, I said, rushing to get up. You can't leave. You fractured your ankle. You can't go to the game. In fact, all your games this season, Leo. I'm sorry, my mother said in a soft voice, switching off lines. I look at my sister's. My sister, my eyes fill up with water. It's going to be okay, Leo, Mo said as a tear dropped down her face, leaning towards me for a meaningful moment. 
That's it. Super. Thank you so much. You know, it's something that I can tell everybody about your style is that early on when we would do um, some free writings in class and that you would share, like you are very onomatopoetic, right? That bam, crash, like a lot of description of sound. So I think that's something that's, that's really cool about your style. Now, um, you got an opportunity to work with uh, Mr. Cole upstairs and do some extension. And that project was turning your story into a bit of a poem, right? Um, can you talk about that experience and then read either a portion or all of your poem for us? Um, the experience was, I thought Mr. Bonner was joking at first for putting me into a poem, poetry place. But I was just like, you know what, I might give it a try. I thought about it over the weekend and I, um, I thought over the week, this week as well. And I was just like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But then I did it and I was just like, weirdo. <laughs> but I, I got it finished and I was like, I really like this. It was like, it was really fun. Like thinking of things that I would never think of drawing to that story. So he challenged you with like using things like repetition, um, increasing your use of metaphor, and and you'd done some some simile stuff, right? Like like waking up without a drink of coffee, right? Earlier on, and you are good with uh, description of sound. And so, what were some of the things that you tried to put in, um, and then um, and then share the share a poem with us? Um, the things I tried to put in was like rhyming the words with each other. I think that was the difficult part, though, because I couldn't just find something that like with each other in my poem. So like, I had to think about it for a while. <laughs> so here's my poem. Breathe, I need to breathe. This game, these people, breathe. Thong, thong, shoot, hit the basketball. Joy with, joy with my teammates, no joy within myself. I was ill at ease. With basketball, with myself, with the game. Breathe, I held myself as I was worried as I was never gonna get the out of the mash of people. Breathe. The day went like a gaze, staring at the clock. It was seven, and most definitely felt like heaven. Tick-tock, tick-tock. The time will go off with a subtle lock. My lock is basketball. I'm the key. Key and lock. Breathe. The ball was tall as the fall went down, down, down. I went down, down, down. My leg was begging to stay up with my legacy. Breathe. For a second, just a second, I felt like I died. Breathe. But could I breathe? Was I even breathing? My heart kept going off and on throughout the spots of landmarks I was in. I got some sorts of way throughout my body. Breathe as my heart was now racing too fast. I hear the sudden fear in my family's voice that I couldn't hear before. I screamed as, my, as I heard my dream get crushed into a million pieces. Was I really going, not going to be able to play basketball tonight? What did I do? I was lost in confusion. Will this confusion ever stop? Man, thank you for sharing that, right? Like, I, what, I, what I really appreciated was um, that repetition of that breathe. It slows everything down. It shows some anxiousness, too. Um, you know, for me, like, it increases the, like we talked about internal thinking helps us understand characters, but it increases our understanding of that. Um, of that character and the, the importance of that moment for them. Could you tell us a little bit about what you learned about yourself or your story when you turned and you changed it into the poem and then anything else that you want to, to leave our friends with? 
Um, what I learned with the poem connecting to my story was my character is actually like has like seems like he has like lots of anxiety with like things like especially with like people because like the part I didn't read from my story was like he when he was in a mash of people he was very anxious to get out of it because he felt like everyone was just around him and it was just scary and stuff and when like he um got into like his poem I could really see the anxiety there. And I was just like, oh, I feel bad for this guy. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it was pretty fun. I mean, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I just, I had to take myself, like, out of my comfort zone and, like, rush myself a little bit for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, I have one word for you to say, and you'll know what it is, okay? I shall study and prepare myself so that when my chance arrives, I will be... Ready. <laughs> Super, thank you. Wasn't that great? Man, I'm so glad she read that to us. Um, one thing that I've noticed uh, in the last few years of students writing narratives is that often when kids are focused on stories of sports, it falls flat. And what we're trying to do is creating these, these realistic characters. And, and, and I talk about defats, right? Uh, dialogue, feelings, actions, internal thinking, and description of setting kind of all rolled into one to like make us really understand what's going, what characters are going through. And oftentimes with those sports stories, it's just action, maybe a little bit of internal thinking. Uh, but Ava did a really good job at getting all of those things going in, in place. And one thing that we did at our school, I'm so lucky to work with the people that I do, um, the seventh grade language arts teachers, we split kids up based on spaces that they needed to move or relearn or get some reteaching. And she went with my friend, Mr. Cole, and they worked on creating poetry out of their narratives. And um, that's, if you're asking me the term that I call that, I call that a reposy. Um, posy being an, an older term for poetry. Um, but I feel like I made that term up, reposy. You quote me on that. But I think I did that back in 2006 or so. Um, but uh, what she did then reminded me of Kwame Alexander. If you have, a, have been able to read The Crossover, um, Rebound, or Booked, these are novels in verse that are sports-centered um, but have so much, so many bigger ideals uh, and themes that Ava was able to reach towards, that uh, Kwame Alexander is able to get across to uh, his readers, uh, that oftentimes, again, they're just sports-style stories, um, from kids at least, uh, seem to, to miss on some, some big notes. And so I'm really excited that you all were able to hear that. If we're thinking about sponsors for today's uh, podcast, we've been sponsored by the letter T and the letter Y for thank you. I'd like you to keep up to date and contact through social media, mostly on Instagram, at frutamidquid, F-R-U-I-T-A-M-I-D-Q-U-I-D, all one word. That's short for Fruta Middle Quidditch Club, uh, which I run and have enjoyed uh, hanging out with kids 
weekly, but it also posts lots of things that are going on around our school. Again, highlighting good things that kids are up to. Be sure to tune in for the next episode because you are always welcome back.